Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into the NBA show today where it's a five-game slate. Wasn't going to do an NBA video today, so it was a manageable slate to actually prep for for a morning video. We'll probably do a live stream t- tonight at 4 or this afternoon at 4 p.m. East Coast time. We will also have our That One Dude NFL video out today, so a lot to get done before I take a flight tomorrow. I would like to, at the front of this podcast and video, say thank you all for the outpouring of support. Got a lot of text messages from people who are very close to me. Not sure if they'll see this, but then a lot of people from the community via Twitter, via Instagram. If you are not familiar, you can check my recent posts on Instagram or Twitter, and it was just somebody in my life that was very close to me for the first time probably in my life. I mean, 24, so I guess this is somewhat fortunate, passed away, and it's something that's very difficult to deal with, and making content might seem odd to some people through this, right, and instead of mourning some stuff, but it just keeps me sane in my thoughts, so I appreciate all of the support for everything that's happening there probably won't be any content this upcoming weekend outside of a patreon podcast but i'll be continuing to make content today and then prepping stuff for tomorrow friday into next week and it'll be a little bit of a tba tb dated on what the schedule will look like for next week but i appreciate all you guys a ton in advance so thank you this keeps me sane prepping keeping some out of my own thoughts and heads so thank you guys and girls so much so to get into this one like subscribe do all those things i greatly appreciate that it's a five game slate with a good amount of news we have some more teams dealing with covid stuff we have some teams dealing with trades today right yesterday the big james harden trade if you're not familiar a four-team trade that sent victor oladipo to the houston rockets that sent karis levert from the brooklyn nets to uh, first reportedly the rockets but now he's on the indiana pacers and the pacers might have got the best out of that deal right getting a younger i mean i don't know what the the overall contract situations are going to be looking like but basically getting the younger version of victor oladipo without the injuries and karis levert but a lot of things changing today already guys ruled out for houston that we'll talk on and guys that aren't going to be there like victor oladipo today at least 99.9 percent sure due to covid restrictions and also just getting traded yesterday usually you have to pass a physical and get there in time so we're going to be dealing with some teams today like Miami due to COVID like Houston that are just going to be down a lot of bodies so before we get into it like subscribe do all those things and this video was brought to you by Superdraft it is a multiplier format so what is a multiplier format it basically just means for example today if you had somebody with a 1x multiplier like a Nikola Jokic if he scores 50 fantasy points you multiply it by one and you get 50 Superdraft points but 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 and this is a big old booty if you had somebody like DeMar DeRozan who is questionable today with a 1.3x multiplier if he was out there and going to be scoring 50 fantasy points you'd actually multiply that by 1.3x so you get 30 percent more fantasy points on his fantasy points right there which if my math serves me somewhat correctly it's around 15 points and he ended up with 65 points more so than you get out of Nikola Jokic so it's a pretty interesting format be sure to check it out it's linked down below a lot of people are running money on there the contests do not fill you're having people like that get ruled out within a couple minutes before the game being 20 25% owned some nights on Superdraft as opposed to like 5% on DraftKings that just shows you how much more people are more prioritizing DraftKings which makes sense it's the established company with bigger prize pools but there's a lot of opportunity especially in the NBA other sports as well but especially in the NBA when it comes to Superdraft. So be sure to use the code SAL when you sign up, SAL, to get a free money bonus up to $1,000 Ruskies. That $1,000 Ruskies will be coming in a slow drip format. Again, promo code SAL, SAL, lets them know that you came from me. So we can start it off with the injury and status dashboard before we get into our early interest and early quote-unquote picks. We're going to start with Gary Harris in alphabetic order of these teams. Gary Harris for Denver is questionable for a personal reason. Uh, Gary Harris was out for that last game, and you basically just saw P.J. Dozier and Monty Morris pick up some more minutes. I think Monty Morris will be the biggest beneficiary. Gary Harris has been playing about 32 minutes per game this year so nothing major there from a fantasy perspective especially because i think we're gonna have a lot of major upside and major value on this slate that we don't really have to go to monty morris or pj dozier but houston is the team right now so houston and miami are really the teams to be watching for today so far but houston a lot of guys are going to be out this is what the houston depth chart is going to be currently looking like today their point guards are supposed to be supposed to be now on this team after the trade john wall and dante axum well dante axum from the cleveland cavaliers is out for some time and john wall has already been ruled out today we'll get to that in a second as you can see right here already he's out with a knee injury so they currently unless they sign somebody from the G League they don't have or the D League they don't have anybody currently on their practice squad so 
Oladipo is a shooting guard for them. He's probably not going to be playing today. Eric Gordon is questionable. Then you have Ben McMore. He's actually active. House, Daniel House has already been ruled out for health protocols. You have David Nwaba. You have Sterling Brown, the former Milwaukee Buck. You have P.J. Tucker. Jason Tate, the rookie, Christian Wood, and then Cousins. So as of right now, I think they're going to have to bring somebody up because as of right now, they only have eight players, and that's if Eric Gordon indeed plays today to field the team at this point. So they only have 12 guys in their depth chart is what this depth chart from Fantasy Labs is telling me. I'm sure that they're going to be bringing somebody up, maybe one or two guys up, if they can bring them up in time, right, based on this trade, usually health protocol. So you have to have eight players to play a game. I would assume that means that Eric Gordon is playing. So we'll see if some of this stuff changes again, right? Within two or three hours, we might have some clarification from the teams that there's actually another guy on the depth chart that somebody already passed the COVID protocols and then there's an extra guy in the team. But right now, they don't have a point guard today. Their point guard without Oladipo, who could play some point, but shooting guard not going to be there. No John Wall, no Exum today. Their point guard is probably going to be Eric Gordon if he plays, or I would assume that a guy like Sterling Brown, who plays shooting guard a lot of the time for the Bucks, can take some point guard responsibilities. But positionless basketball is going to be a thing today. So Eric Gordon questionable with a leg. Daniel House already ruled out. They have Dante Exum now from Cleveland after the straight, but he's ruled out for now probably a couple more months. And John Wall ruled out. So this team is going to be uh, seven or eight guys today, maybe eight or nine, depending on if we get any more news. And it's not that many great great fantasy players like you have cousins yeah but how many minutes is he going to play alongside mr christian wood maybe a little bit more than usual today but i don't think that much christian wood can play the four i wouldn't be shocked to see a starting lineup that has christian wood at the four today and cousins at the five that would be very good for our fantasy purposes but outside of christian wood in terms of getting significant minutes if we assume cousins just plays back up five still there's not that many great fantasy point fantasy producers right you're relying on a guy like pj tucker david nawab ben mclemore right these types of guys and there's no sample if you're trying to look at the sample with harden off the court for the trade and all these other guys you're getting like 35 minutes of jason tate at averaging 0.7 fantasy points per minute. You're getting 25 minutes of Macklemore, averaging 1.1. Sterling Brown, averaging 1.11 and 33. It's basically a game of play right there, which is somewhat of a sample, better than zero. So yeah, guys like Ben Macklemore, I'd have interest in. We can get to these interests in a second. Guys like Christian Wood, I would have a lot of interest in because now he is the guy on his team, probably going to see a 30 plus to 40% usage rate somewhere around there at points in this game. So Houston is going to be an absolute wild card today. And so is Miami as we get over to Miami now, still for the health protocols. All the same guys that were out last time, going to be out again, right? Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic are out, but then look down more into the team in the depth chart. Kendrick Nunn, Avery Bradley, KZ, Haslam, Harkless, all out. Myers Leonard is also doubtful. So it looks like they're going to run out another eight bodies, probably start a very similar lineup to last time where Gabe Vincent started at the two. You had Tyler Hero starting at the point guard position. Precious Achua started at the four. Kelly Olenek was starting at the five in that game. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of interest and still value. Like those guys are not priced up now. Tyler Hero is in the 7K range, but that's still fine. But there's a lot of guys still priced in the 4K range. You go over to Philly today and a lot of guys are coming back here. So we actually have some good news, some probable news. Tobias Harris is probable. You have Shaq Milton probable. Matisse Thibel is probable. And Terrence Ferguson, all probable and back today. So the day of the value out of Tyrese Maxey and some of those other Philadelphia guys, at least for now, is going to be halted, stopped, shut, slammed shut, smacked the door shut. To finish up the injury and status dashboard for today's five-game slate, Gordon Hayward got hurt yesterday. It's a hip injury. He did not come back. He left the back-to-back early last night on Wednesday, so he's questionable today with a hip injury. If he was to be out, you'd probably see Miles Bridges see a lot more minutes. You'd see the usage go up for a lot of guys, basically everybody, right? Gordon Hayward has a big usage rate so far this year, so you'd see the usage go up for the mellow ball, who's priced up. Guys like Devonta Graham, who are playing better from a fantasy perspective as of late, Terry Rozier. I think Miles Bridges would probably be the one to enter the starting rotation. Just keep a closer eye on that. But something to monitor if he was indeed to miss. And to finish it up, DeMar DeRozan has missed a couple of games now for a personal matter. He's $8,000 today. I think that as long as DeRozan was to be out on this one, Lonnie Walker can still bring you some value. Keldon Johnson is still fairly priced. I think DeJounte Murray's ceiling still remains intact. I think LaMarcus Aldridge's fantasy points per minute go from like 1 to 1.15, and that looks pretty appealing. So those are the injury and status dashboards today. Looks like another slate, five-game slate right now. is supposed to be, I think, like a six or seven-game slate today. Another slate where we are going to be looking at a ton of value from 
some teams that barely have enough to roster a team today. So going into the early interest, I basically have my initial projections up right now. You can find them down below on Patreon for the NBA. It is projections, it is rankings. We're in discussions to try and get some ownership brought onto the Patreon package. It's going to be super draft projections. So check all that out down below. We also have golf projections, ownership rankings. We also have NFL still up until the Super Bowl. We'll have that NFL projections, rankings, ownership, game by game notes, a bunch of other stuff on that. And there's a good chance because starting next week on Thursday, we will have a weekly MMA show. MMA DFS is a massive thing. MMA in general, UFC, if you like to watch that, even if you're kind of in and out of the, the sport, it is a ton of fun to watch the fights, especially when you have something at stake from a betting and DFS perspective. We're going to be having a lovely fellow who made an announcement earlier this week, a lovely fellow doing a weekly Thursday MMA show for us. So with that comes, I don't have to do an extra four hours and I really don't have that bandwidth right now. I would love to do it. Love the MMA. I'd like to get more educated in it. But instead of trying to ramp that all up on myself and watching 10 to 12 to 15 hours of fights a week, we're going to be hiring an expert in the field and I'm going to be able to make the tools behind the scenes that I have been making on my end and start to put those MMA projections, rankings, and ownership up on Patreon. So even more of a little add-on bonus for all you all sports Hall of Fame package people out there on Patreon. Check it out down below to get access to the NBA projections, rankings, all that stuff for tonight and be able to smack your opponents around, grab them by the t-shirts like they're little kids. You're the bully of DFS right now with all this knowledge out there. You smack them around, you kick them out the door, but don't be a bully out there. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Just get the projections down below. Patreon.com backslash Sal underscore battery underscore if you are willing and able to. So starting off now in Charlotte, we'll go alphabetical order here. If Gordon Hayward, so we have to approach this two ways. If Gordon Hayward was to play today, I don't see that much value in Charlotte. Like Devontae Graham is playing better, but he's at $6,000 at this point. I think he lacks a ceiling as much as LaMelo Ball is going to be playing close to these 30 minutes, at least in mid to upper 20s in minutes, right? So I don't really want to be getting to Devontae Graham all that much. But if Gordon Hayward was out, well, then some things start to happen, right? You have LaMelo Ball averaging 1.35 fantasy points per minute, seeing a 26% usage rate without Gordon Hayward. So the ceiling of LaMelo Ball, like he's priced right now for his median. If he scores 40 out there, okay, that's still decent, but he's $7,600 now. But the ceiling, the 50, 60 point triple double upside ceiling that we've already seen out of this rookie, this kid that's been phenomenal and very fun to watch, reminds me somewhat of Russell Westbrook out there in terms of just watching him all over the court doing a bunch of different things. Then yes, that's definitely going to be coming into play. You have PJ Washington averaging one fantasy point per minute so far this season without a Gordon Hayward on the court. I like that. That goes up by about 0.1 fantasy points per minute. So I'd probably be getting to PJ Washington a decent amount. Miles Bridges just sees more minutes. Miles Bridges plays the second most minutes with Gordon Hayward off the court this year, only behind LaMelo Ball. That's the second unit guys right now, although Ball should be starting relatively soon, you would think. 0.77 fantasy points per minute for Bridges with no Washington on the court. The goal here would be to assume that Bridges enters the starting rotation and gains a couple extra minutes, maybe even five or six. So PJ Washington right now, the main guy for me. But if there was no Hayward, I think LaMelo Ball's ceiling becomes more so in play and Miles Bridges' minutes and upside and maybe joining the starting lineup becomes in play. Heading over to Golden State. Now we go to Draymond Green, who has now played big minutes in, in kind of like three straight games, but in back-to-back, he's seen 30 plus minutes. And in back-to-back, he scored 30 plus fantasy points. He's getting there with the assists now. That's something that we have not seen so far this season in his limited run. So Draymond Green so far this season is now averaging 0.85 fantasy points per minute after being below 0.8 for much of the year. I think we could start to project him closer to that fantasy point per minute guy as he's slowly starting to get there. We can now pretty comfortably project him for 30 minutes. He has over a 32% assist percentage. His assist percentage right now is actually higher, barely, but still higher than Steph Curry's. Draymond Green, if you're looking for somebody on Golden State, nowhere near a priority, but he would be my main focus on Golden State today. Now we get to some of these teams that are just not going to have all that many bodies today, right? So it's going to be Houston if you want to get there. So a lot of guys in Houston are going to stand out. Christian Wood is going to continue to start as of right now. There's no news that he is questionable or out, and he's going to be the main guy out there. Christian Wood already this season is averaging 1.25 fantasy points per minute, a 27% usage rate. And now you're going to take James Harden and you're going to be taking John Wall off the court. Christian Wood actually had a couple of these types of performances earlier this year when you still had no Harden because he just was not with the team. And then you had John Wall dealing with, I believe, the COVID situation. They both were. So Christian Wood at $7,700 is very appealing to me today. I would suspect somewhere around 30 plus percent usage, probably around 33, 34% usage rate, probably around 1.3 fantasy points per minute. And he continues to play big minutes. You could probably expect 30 to 35 minutes out of Christian Wood, really 32, 34 minutes out of Christian Wood. 
Collingwood today. I like that. And then you start to just get into all this value. If Eric Gordon plays at $5,100, he's going to have to be on the ball a lot more. He's going to have to be able to be ball dominant a little bit more. Assist percentage would go up there. If Ben McLemore at $3,400 starts to become a very good looking play. Look, if this team only has eight bodies today and Ben McLemore is going to be starting and potentially going to be one of the de facto point guards today in a lot of their sets at $3,400 in a 2X multiplier and super draft, that is definitely hard to ignore. We really have to see the starting lineup for this team today. If the starting lineup was featuring a Sterling Brown, he would obviously get a bump over at Ben McLemore. If it was featuring a Jason Tate, which I would not doubt that, I might actually think that that's probable. Jason Tate, the rookie out there, has been good so far this season when he's actually been on the court and been able to be productive, meaning that he's not on the court with both Wall and a Christian Wood or both Wall and James Harden, which is very much the majority of his minutes this year. So those guys are definitely in play as well. We just have to see what the starting lineup is, and I'll update anything at 4 p.m. Maybe we'll have a lineup or just some more news on this team in their depth chart. We can talk about that on the live stream. So be sure to hit that like button, right? Subscribe button, big one pops up, and the notification bell. The notification bell will let you know when we're going live later today at 4 p.m. Going over to Indiana, no Victor Oladipo. I think Brogdon's price point coming down $300 and now definitely no Oladipo will be interesting to me. Uh, McConnell, TJ McConnell's due back. He has not played since January 6th. I think that that's going to be pretty interesting because a lot of people are going to jump right over to Aaron Holiday, who put up 40 points in that last game, even though he saw by far the most shot attempts he's seen all season long. Uh, you had a bad game out of Brogdon. I don't think that Aaron Holiday is just now without Victor Oladipo. We've seen this for a lot. Last year for a lot. We've seen it now this year at times when Victor Oladipo didn't play or was being rested. You saw Aaron Holiday not play well. He has one big game and I think some people might be inclined to chase it, especially with TJ McConnell due back now. That probably cuts into a couple of minutes that Aaron Holiday can play. So Holiday, I expect to start today, probably at the two. And I'm probably not going to have all that much interest in Aaron Holiday, especially with a lot of other value from other teams on the slate. And one of those teams, as I scroll down now to put up the rest of the guys who are going to be the early interest today, or at least most of them, one of those teams is going to be Miami, who Tyler Hero is now $7,300. That's fine. Tyler Hero, I expect, especially if there's just going to be yet again, because Myers Leonard is doubtful, just eight guys on this team. I expect another massive game out of Tyler Hero. Now in that last game, you ended up getting the game going to overtime against Philadelphia. Miami lost by three. You had Joel Embiid going off for 80 plus points, and you had all these other guys playing massive minutes. Tyler Hero in that game played massive minutes at 39 minutes. He played the entire overtime, and he played the final nine minutes of regulation. He shot 12 of 26 in that game, seven of eight from the free throw line. He had a very good game where he scores 34 points. He ends up having seven rebounds, four assists, and a block. So Tyler Hero at $7,300 as the most expensive Miami Heat player today. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like? He played 35 minutes basically in regulation in that last game, 34 and a half. So I don't really feel the need to get away from him. His usage rate spiked in a major way in that game. The assist percentage was up. So if you're looking for somebody, that's fine. But everybody else is cheap on this team. You have Kelly Olenek, who's not pictured on the screen, but he's still in play for me. Kelly Olenek, I do think had a little bit of a skewed up in his minutes because Chris Silva, who's on the screen at $3,500, Chris Silva got about 18 fantasy points in 17 minutes. He's a very good fantasy point for producer. But what happened with Chris Silva? Well, Chris Silva checked in that game. I believe he checked in for Precious because he played a couple of minutes with Kelly Olenek in the first quarter, but Chris Silva just fouled out so quick. Chris Silva picked up two fouls in the first quarter. He then comes in and picks up right in the third quarter, another two fouls, and then he fouls out with two fouls in the fourth quarter. So I don't think Chris Silva was going to play 30 minutes in this game, but I do think Chris Silva was probably on pace to play somewhere around 24 minutes based on his first quarter run. His first quarter run, even picking up two fouls was a five and a half minute stint. So if you tell me that if he's going to see those types of stints, give him 20 minutes, maybe 22, potentially 24 if he's playing well. And a guy who averages like 1.15 fantasy points per minute, if you give him 20 minutes, yeah, he can score 30 fantasy points and he's still just $3,500. It is a risky play in a slate where guys in the same price range like a Ben McLemore are going to be playing probably 35 minutes today. So you don't have to get to Chris Silva. I just want to let you know that he is not as bad of a play as you might look at last time. 17 minutes. Yeah, he fouled out and he lost probably in that game five to seven minutes of play, if not more. And the other thing was he was facing Joel Embiid, right? So when you have a guy facing Joel Embiid, you're usually a lot of guys are going to get in a lot more foul trouble because Joel Embiid is probably the best big man in the entire NBA at forcing fouls out of you. So that's just something to keep in mind at 3,500. Yeah, these other guys like Gabe Vincent, who started at the two and took a bunch of shots in this game. Gabe Vincent played in regulation 31 minutes in this game. He shot nine of 20 times in this game, four of 12 from three. He had two steals. He picked up some peripheral stats. He's just $4,200. Not as interesting of a play. I'll keep him on here. Out of all these guys from Miami that I would like to play today, uh, if we're not counting like the starters, basically Gabe Vincent, 
Precious, Tyler Hero, Kelly Olenek, these types of guys, whoever starts at the three for this team, which should be Duncan Robinson as the other starter, the fifth starter in this game. Like these guys are all decent. I think Tyler Hero is my most appealing. I think Precious Achua starting at the four is very appealing. And Gabe Vincent is probably somebody that I could get away from if needed. Precious in that last game played 36 total minutes, 31 in regulation, closed out the game and closed out overtime, shot seven of 10 overall, picked up 13 rebounds, which is the big thing, six offensive rebounds, got in a little bit of foul trouble with four personal fouls, but nothing major. But right now, assuming the same starters, I would rank my interest, Tyler Hero, Precious, and probably Kelly Olenek, then Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent are like four and five. Robinson just appropriately priced for his role. He's going to get maybe a little bit more shot attempts, but he's not really going to ever fall into peripheral stats. In this game, Robinson played 40 minutes in regulation, 40.8. He shot 18 times, but he got you one assist and two rebounds. He's not a peripheral guy. He had to make six of 14 threes, so he got you there, right? Just on three pointers alone, he scored over 20 points, not even taking into account his mid range shots and his free throws. And that's kind of what he has to do now at an increased price point. Going down now to the rest of the guys in the slate on the opposite side of this one, you actually have now back in this game, you're going to be getting Tobias Harris back, Shake Milton, all those guys that we talked about but you have Joel Embiid who just went up against the same exact matchup who just went up against a guy like Chris Silva who just went up against a guy like Kelly Olenek and all these other guys from his team Precious and he was able to draw a bunch of fouls out of all of them Joel Embiid was able to go off his price point goes up like a hundred dollars yes obviously Joel Embiid is a great play I think a lot of people will go there if the ownership gets insane and crazy I can pivot down to Damian Lillard who went off yesterday as well I can pivot all the way back up to eleven thousand dollar Nicole Jokic who's like an MVP candidate dropping 60 points a night and triple doubles every single night it seems at this point but there's not much I have to tell you about Embiid you're going to see a 30 plus percent usage even with Tobias Harris back. I think I don't think that hurts him too much. Tobias Harris was playing out of his mind, and Embiid was still able to put up 50 plus points in some games. The matchup is too good. The price point is too cheap. Now, this is the one that I just actually sent out a tweet, and I can put up the tweet. How the hell is Yusuf Nurchich 5,300? Now, Nurchich was highly questionable last night, and he ended up playing, and he ended up playing and scoring 43 fantasy points. I don't really know how this happened, right? I don't know how he's now $5,300. I get it. We've been talking all season long. Yusuf Nurchich has not been playing big minutes, but at no fault to his own, right? He played on the 11th, nine minutes, got hurt, but then he ended up playing 30 minutes in that last game. We've been talking about this. This is not his conditioning. There's been reports about his conditioning. There's been people on shows talking about his conditioning. It's not his motherfucking conditioning. It's the fact that they get blown out every fucking game. On the seventh, they lost by 18 points. He only plays 23 minutes because he doesn't get his last five to six minute stint in the fourth quarter. Then they lose and or then they win by 26 points against the Sacramento Kings on the ninth. Yet again, he plays 23 minutes because they get blown out. But in this past game against Sacramento, they only win by six. It comes down to the end. You have everybody going off on the team. You have McConnell, you have Lillard, and you have Mr. Yusuf Nurchich finally, finally getting to play 30 minutes. This was only, I believe, the second time this year he played 30 minutes. The first time he scored 37 fantasy points. And this time, and that was a bad performance, only scoring 37 because he's such a good fantasy point per minute producer. This time, he scores 43. So I expect Yusuf Nurkic to play tonight, unless they're just going to rest him coming off of this injury. I think it was a quad recept, a quad injury. But at $5,300, he was just $6,600 two games ago, and that was too cheap, right? He's at $7,500 to $8,000 player when he gets his 30 minutes to run, and they're not in blowouts every single night. Last night, he was $6,100, scored your 43 fantasy points. Obviously, a great performance, but now he's $5,300. Even if Yusuf Nurkic plays his 23 minutes, which in his last couple of games of playing 23 minutes, 35 fantasy points. 30 fantasy points, 26 fantasy points, right? So even if he plays his 23 minutes in this one, I feel fairly confident that Yusuf Nurkic at 53 to $100 is a smash play. Yusuf Nurkic with all the value that's on this slate might actually end up being the best value play today. If indeed we know that he's in, if I can project him for 28 minutes, he's going to be projecting out for the mid 30s, 35, 36, 37 fantasy points at $5,300 as a center, as a big man with a ceiling. Yeah, I like that a lot. Damian Lillard on his team, nothing to say here, 70 points in the last game. He should have scored 70 points the game before that, but the game blew out at halftime. So he didn't get to play basically the entire fourth quarter after he had 40 fantasy points through like two and a half quarters. I don't have to tell you that Lillard's 1.25 fantasy points per minute, 30% usage rate. Him now playing 40 minutes in back-to-back games and close games in that last one is very appealing. If the game is close, Lillard, and he doesn't get pulled and only play 32 minutes, he's playing 40 minutes, like every single week last year, like his teammate McCollum. McCollum's also in play. You might not see him picture, but I'm not going to list every single one of the 40, 50 guys that are going to be in my exposures today. We can talk about that later on the stream. But yes, Lillard is in play. If no DeRozan today, LaMarcus Aldridge is still too cheap in the 7K range. I'm still fine to go back to DeJounte Murray, who will grade out as probably the best overall 
overall spurt today. Murray in back-to-back games without the Rosen has not gotten you there, but I think that's more of a small sample than anything else because Murray's fantasy points per minute and his usage goes above 30. His fantasy points per minute is around 1.2 without the Rosen this year. So you're going to be seeing a lot more upside out of Murray in ceiling performances, especially when people want to jump off of him. I will be fine to get right back to him. Lonnie Walker at 5,600, a 1.85x multiplier in Superdraft also looks pretty appealing. And let's close out the slate now with a team that hasn't played in a couple of days. And what I want to touch on here, and this is the Toronto Raptors, the opposite side of Charlotte today, Pascal Siakam and Chris Bouchard. So a couple of big men, if you will. Siakam has now scored like 50 plus fantasy points in like four of his last five games for this team. And the interesting thing is that he continues to pick up one bigger minutes in general, right? He played 37 minutes in that last game. He was playing like 34, 35 a lot to start the season. And he's playing a lot of minutes at the five. He's playing the entire first quarter now. And when he plays the entire first quarter, he's kind of rotating into the five minutes with Chris Bouchard, which is just leading to more rebounding opportunities. In his last game, he ends up putting up a triple double, right? 22 points, 10 assists, and 13 rebounds. The rebounds have been very, very much so up for Pascal Siakam. And at $8,500, if you're telling me that now Siakam, instead of playing just all of his minutes at the four, is maybe going to be playing 10 minutes at the five, where his fantasy point per minute production goes from maybe a 1.1 to like a 1.25 because the rebounding upside and then the double-double upside comes into play, this is when he starts to get you from his good performances being 40 fantasy points to 45 to now his average performances being around there and his good performances being what you've seen three out of the last four games, 50 plus fantasy points and a season high in that last game on the triple-double, 58.25. His rebounding opportunities and his rebounding numbers have never been better. 13 and 11 rebounds in his last two games and dating back over his last four games, 13, 11, 9, and 9. In these last two to two and a half games, he's playing more center minutes. That is something that you have to keep in mind. That is what I'm trying to do and help you out with here. Looking on the old popcorn machine to see what guys' rotations are looking like. If you're picking up six to eight to 10 minutes of center minutes out of a high producing power forward, that makes that player go from a quality play to a standout play. I expect it to continue to happen today. And then the other player who's getting some of those backup center minutes, but also playing alongside of him for a long time, two games in a row now, Chris Bouchard has started the second half in front of an Alex Len or when it was in the past who they don't seem to be liking all that much right now in Aaron Baines. Alex Len only playing 10 minutes in that last game got I believe a little bit banged up but if Chris Bouchard is going to keep playing 30 plus minutes and keep being this guy who averages so far this year like 1.3 fantasy points per minute I think that comes down when he joins the starting rotation filled with high producers like Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi to an extent and Fred Van Vliet but if Chris Bouchard is going to average 1.2 fantasy points per minute this season and you can start getting him closer to 30 minutes a game I mean in that last game in the first half alone he played like 14 minutes he was on pace to play 28 minutes even before the stuff with Alex Len happened so yeah I feel comfortable projecting Chris Bouchard for the mid 20s if not upper 20s if we see the starting rotation out of him and 6,500 is going to be a little bit of sticker shock for Chris Bouchard, but this is a guy now that was getting you there at $5,000 for you playing him 20 minutes. If he plays 30 minutes, $6,500 is nothing. That is very cheap. So that is where we're at right now for this five-game slate. I appreciate it. If you're still watching right now, hit the like and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at DFS for any updates, for any other tweets that I think can be pretty helpful and important to you, and just to join the community over there. Down below is my Patreon if you want to get projections, rankings, ownership, a bunch of stuff to help you all out for other sports, ownership, trying to get that over to NBA right now in conversations as we speak today. And support the sponsor of the show. The biggest thing that you can do for this show in order to keep it going every single day. The people that put the show on and fund the show for us in, in a way outside of the patrons is going to be Superdraft, the sponsor of the show. My name's Sal, S-A-L. You play over there in the multiplier format. You get yourself a free money bonus up to $1,000 in a slow drip format. You all rock. We'll be live at 4 p.m. East Coast time to break down this slate and give us any updates we need. Talk about my exposures, my final interest, projections, all that type of stuff. But be sure to hit that notification bell so you can be notified of when we go live. What else to look out for today is the That One Dude video for the NFL. And then Friday, to end out the week, we're going to be having our final thoughts for the four-game divisional NFL playoffs slate. So be sure to check all that out. Thank you so much, everybody. I'll see you later on today. Enjoy the rest of the day. If I don't see you then, and peace out, gang.